as God intended. Let's go. Healing Radio, where pharmaceuticals are not medicine. My name is Nicola Burnett, and I'm the proprietor of Back to Balance Wellness Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. I thank you for joining me on this lovely Tuesday. I am super grateful for having the opportunity to share and educate and expand the minds of others on the topic of natural healing, which is a topic that has seemingly gotten lost as the primary modality of healing. I invite you to share these links and to tell all your like-minded friends and family that they can find us live and via recorded podcasts at americaoutloud.com, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Pandora Networks, and via America Out Loud phone apps downloaded from Apple, Android, and Alexa. Okay, so let's get to it. We have a great show for you today. Well, we will be talking about energy medicine. What does that term even mean? What is meant by energy medicine? And who do we attribute and give credit to for really the invention of energy medicine? Well, that's an easy question to answer. I'm pretty sure everybody in the listening audience has heard of Nikola Tesla, And if you haven't, you might want to go look him up. He's a pretty interesting guy. And even if you don't know who he is, almost every single thing you touch in your home has something in it that was designed or made available or operational as a result of uh, Tesla's contributions and inventions to humanity. So let's talk a little bit about energy medicine and what is meant by that. Well, I I want to talk a little bit about Tesla because Tesla's research was primarily in the use of electromagneticism for the purpose of healing biology. Tesla created his own devices to use on himself to help him get through his life-threatening depressive episodes. Tesla's medicine involved the use of alternating magnetic fields of electricity that emanated from his patented spiral Tesla coil. Now, maybe that's something you know about Tesla. Maybe it's not. Most of the time when we hear about Tesla or every time that I would hear about Tesla over like a period of a decade, it was never anything about energy medicine. It was always basically two main things, that Tesla was the person responsible for moving us away from DC current. DC current is one directional flow of current, and Tesla invented and moved us into AC current, which is the flow of electric charge that reverses. It can go in both directions and not just in one. And the other thing that I always used to hear about Tesla was that he won the Westinghouse, or I should say Westinghouse, who Tesla worked for or worked with, 
won the contract for lighting the state fair in Buffalo, New York. And he did that through harnessing the power of Niagara Falls. So that's what I always used to hear about. I have a book on Tesla. I watch podcasts on Tesla. And it was always about this. And then one day I started exploring some other alternative uh, modalities of, of media that talked about Tesla. And I started to hear some really interesting things about him, that he was really the father of energy medicine. So I just spoke earlier about his research and how his primary impetus or motivation for figuring out how to heal with electromagneticism was to help himself. And I got to tell you, for everybody in this field, I mean, try to find a person who is involved in natural medicine who does not have a story that starts out talking about their own uh, healing crisis. That seems to be always how the majority of all people that go into the healing arts get into this field. And Tesla was not excluded from that. So another story that I really love is that uh, Tesla's one of Tesla's closest friends was Mark Twain. So I'm going to read just because it's easier. I'm going to read a little something I found that uh, was written about Tesla and Mark Twain and something they did in his uh, laboratory. One lazy afternoon in the 1890s, legendary inventor Nikola Tesla was lounging around his laboratory with his good friend Samuel Clemens, also known as the famed writer Mark Twain. The two had a long-standing relationship, and Twain, who was notoriously fascinated with science and technology, was a regular visitor at Tesla's laboratory. By this point in his life, Twain was, as Tesla described, in the worst shape suffering from a variety of distressing and dangerous ailments. Thus, on this particular afternoon, Tesla suggested that Twain try out a new invention he'd been working on, a mechanical oscillator that sent vibrations through the body at various frequencies. Twain agreed and stepped onto Tesla's machine. At the end of the process, Twain suddenly leaped up and rushed to the toilet with terrible diarrhea. Despite this, Twain would continue to use the machine daily for almost two months, at the end of which he had, in the words of Tesla, regained his old vigor and ability to enjoy life to the fullest extent. This was precisely what Tesla had expected, the same results Tesla and his assistants had achieved during their experimentation with the invention. As Tesla described in his records, I stepped on the platform and the vibrations imparted to it by the machine were transmitted to my body. The sensation experienced was as strange as agreeable, and I asked my assistants to try. They did so, and we were mystified and pleased like myself. But a few minutes later, some of us, who had stayed longer on the platform, felt an unspeakable and pressing necessity which had to be promptly satisfied. And then the stupendous truth dawned upon me. I guess he's referring to the fact that 
the unspeakable and pressing necessity, which had to be promptly satisfied, I think that means they had to run urgently to the bathroom. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to continue now reading what he wrote, what Tesla wrote. When I began to practice with my assistant's mechanical therapy, we used to finish our meals quickly and rush back to the laboratory. We suffered from dyspepsia and various stomach troubles, biliousness, constipation, flatulence, and other disturbances, all natural results of such irregular habit. But only after a week of application, during which I improved the technique and my assistants learned how to take the treatment to their best advantage, all these forms of sickness disappeared as by enchantment. And for nearly four years, while the machine was in use, we were all in excellent health. Tesla described this discovery and invention as his greatest contribution to human well-being. A bold statement for an inventor on the level of Nikola Tesla. Throughout the rest of his life, he would use his oscillation machine to treat people with a wide variety of health problems, from constipation to cardiovascular disease, injuries and infections, sleep disorders, and hormonal imbalances. But exactly what was it that he had discovered? As Tesla himself said, if you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. And now I'm going to move on to read another little story That's a very little experiment that Tesla did with his little vibrator oscillator device. So here we go. He put his little vibrator in his coat pocket and went out to hunt a half-erected steel building. Down in the Wall Street district, he found one. Ten stories of steel framework without a brick or a stone laid around it. He clamped the vibrator to one of the beams and fussed with the adjustment until he got it. Finally, the structure began to creak and weave, and the steelworkers came to the ground panic-stricken, believing that there had been an earthquake. Police were called out. Tesla put the vibrator in his pocket and went away. Ten minutes more, and he could have laid the building in the street. And with the same vibrator, he could have dropped the Brooklyn Bridge into the East River in less than an hour. What Tesla understood What served as the backdrop, not only to his story or to this story, but to the creation of his oscillator and experiments with vibrational medicine was quite simply that everything is made up of atoms in a constant state of motion. Depending on the speed of this motion, things will appear as a solid, a liquid, or a gas. That is to say, even something as presumably solid as a building is really more space between atoms than anything else. What Tesla did to the building was what he and ancient cultures believed could be done to the human body. That is, he used vibration to reorganize its very structure. In the words of the acclaimed doctor and chiropractor, June Leslie Weeder, vibrational medicine works at a deep cellular level where molecular properties are being changed by vibrations. Accordingly, human beings have an optimal frequency, and that is the frequency of health. And what's meant by optimal frequency 
is a state where each of the cells in the human body are vibrating as they were designed to. So in other words, that means health. We're going to stop here for a quick break. When we come back, I am going to share a few more interesting, not so well-known things about Tesla and tie it back around to how we use energy medicine today. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. All right, welcome back everyone. Nicola Burnett here, and I'm eager to share some more stuff with you about Tesla. Okay, so we've been talking about Tesla and I've been sharing some information that I have researched and found relative to Tesla and his connection to healing devices. So I'm going to share a few more things with you. And and by the way, folks, I'm going somewhere with this. So Uh, I will continue on and then I'm going to tie this back around into modern day today and healing tech. Okay. So one of the things I found about Tesla that I thought was really interesting is that he believed that crystals were living entities. And this is something that I found that he wrote in a crystal we have clear evidence of the existence of a formative life in principle. And though we can not understand the life of a crystal, it nonetheless is a living being. I thought that was really interesting uh, that he said something like that. Next thing, uh, I'm just going to read some kind of tidbits to you. Uh, Tesla's medical inventions that use uh, special frequencies of light and magnetism have been used in Europe in both public hospitals. I I 
was trying to figure out what public hospitals and I couldn't figure that out. So I think this is something from the past and exclusive private clinics visited by the rich and famous movie stars. So this stuff has been out and around and available, but hmm, not unless I guess you are a rich and famous movie star. So that was another thing that was interesting, not surprising, not shocking, but interesting nonetheless. Something else that I found was that Tesla's tech, his technology works by conversion of DC currents into high frequency alternating currents. The Tesla coil ignites gas inside a quartz tube to create a fluorescent light. The light produces a soothing action on the nerves, which I attribute to the effect which it has upon the retina of the eye. It also improves vision. Just exactly as the sunlight. Let me read that again. It also improves vision. Just exactly as the sunlight. And it ozonizes slightly the atmosphere. And by the way, when I'm uh, mentioning fluorescent light, this is not the fluorescent lights that you and I see when we walk into a hospital or a library. That's something different. That's a fluorescence that is harmful to human health. What Tesla created was very soothing to the nervous system, and it looks very, very different, the, the frequency that you see. So I just wanted to comment on that. Oh, next thing I found, which is very interesting, I found a couple newspaper articles, and I just wrote the titles down. How you may use electromagnetism right in your home to overcome sickness and restore your health. These are publications that I'm pulling from back in, in the late 1800s that were referring to Tesla's devices. And there was another article that I came across titled, Strike at the Source of Your Rheumatism. And that was also referring to uh, his devices, you know, for for use in home or or for sale, I guess. Okay, let's see. I found another article, 1912, this was published. The New York Times printed an article titled Electrified Schoolroom to Brighten Dull Pupils. And that isn't referring to the pupils of your eye. That's referring to students in a school. So this was all about an article. Uh, they did a study done in Sweden that was printed in the New York Times. And it was fascinating. It was about Tesla coils. They built, they hid them and they built them into the walls in the schools. So the children did not know they were there and they put them in to improve the students' health. So that was very, very interesting and fascinating. And then something else I came across that NASA uses a Tesla coil model as an antenna to study the universe. And Tesla was quoted as it says, Tesla always said he was the first to capture communications that was not from this earth. Interesting, isn't it? Well, and then we move along here. 
And I found another article. This was the opinion of an attorney general. He was quoted, Fred S. Jackson. And this was put in a newspaper back in that time. And this was put in around early 1900. It was titled, Quacks Must Go. And it was an article written against magnetic healers. Well, who was the magnetic healer of the time? That was directly aimed at Tesla. It was obvious the way it was written. So basically that started a witch hunt that really started the end of Tesla's medicine in North America. And he died in the early 1900s, Tesla did. And honestly, it appears that when he died, most things that he invented, created, and spoke of died with him. And I came across another uh, statement that I really liked. Uh, It was somebody who had been doing research uh, on Tesla. And he wrote, the truth, we must learn the truth again. Medicine is in our hearts and also in the heart of that which we call the universe. If you want to find the secret of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. And you probably recognize that statement because that statement is always quoted. I see it all the time on different publications and on Facebook and all kinds of social media. Um, That's probably the most famous quote associated uh, with Tesla, something that he spoke of. And, and spoke about. So my what is my point here? Why am I going over all this? I'm going over all this because there's just so much data and so much information. And I just kind of, uh, you know, pulled a few things to read off to you. So you get the idea that Tesla, and I did read this somewhere, I can't recall where I read this, but, um, and going across all this information over the years, But what I did read was that, yes, Tesla did all the free energy devices and he lit up Buffalo, New York and, you know, had the alternating current and all of that. And that was a huge part of what he's known for. But there's a lot of information when you hunt and pack that reads that Tesla was fascinated and and somewhat obsessed with using frequency and finding a way to build devices and use frequency to assess, evaluate, diagnose, and treat. And I have read that that's actually what Tesla was most obsessed about. So we all hear the story about how his lab burned down and so much of his notebooks and his calculations and his data and his you know, workshop and his devices and his laboratory, you know, so many things were, um, were, were gone and gone forever until he had the chance to rewrite or rebuild. And, hmm, I think, you know, it's a, I think it's obvious. I'm just going to state the obvious here. I think it's very obvious what happened. There's, you know, some people out there who did not want his technology, his information, 
especially around healing to, uh, to show up and to be commonplace. So I want to now jump into a little bit about tying this in, as I said, I would, uh, related to Tesla and his healing devices um, around this time. So I was not born until 1969, so I can't really speak intelligently. wasn't around, didn't witness, but I believe uh, it was the late 1900s when Tesla passed away. And there's not really anything you can find uh, much uh, available information about Tesla and healing devices. I mean, it's like Tesla died and all this kind of just disappeared into the night kind of a thing. And so when I think back in history, the industrial revolution, that was before Tesla's time or when Tesla was younger, the start of that. And then what did we go into? World War II, World War I, you know, this is all the buildup of pharmacology, the petroleum industry as the primary foundation of the entire economy. And what is all of the um, pharmacology medication based on? It's all, it's a petroleum-based product. I, I'm not sure if you're aware of that, but but it is. So when I think back to when I was young, you know, a, a couple of things crossed my mind. Number one, as a small child, uh, and my mother was a nurse. So uh, as a small child, if I didn't feel well or I was sick or complained of a stomach ache or whatever it was, somehow you know, made a comment about feeling unwell, the first thing my mother would do typically would be maybe take my temperature, feel my forehead, uh, you know, the obvious things, uh, put me to bed. But what was done to me, I'm sure was done to all of you in the listening audience. Well, go get your sweater, honey. We're going to go see the doctor. Well, what is she actually saying when she says that? I mean, read between the lines. She's saying, you're not powerful enough or educated enough to heal yourself. On some level, it's being communicated. I'm not powerful enough or smart enough or aware enough or capable or whatever it is to heal you. And she's teaching me to give my power away. Now, this is very, very, I'm talking very subconscious level. This is conditioning and programming. So this isn't something that, you know, is very apparent, but there's always a message in the message, right? And so when you stop to think about it, that's really what is communicated. I mean, I learned from the adults around me that when you don't feel good, you go to somebody else and give your power away. And that's okay. Sometimes, you know, we do need to give our power away to a certain degree. Again, I'm not a mechanic. I don't know how to fix a car. I'm not going to pretend I know how to fix my car. I'm not even interested in learning about my car or fixing it. So yes, I'm going to go to a mechanic and I'm going to give my power away and I'm going to make, you know, a judgment based on if this person is educated, trustworthy, do I think they can do the job? I mean, I'm going to base that on emotions, you know, what little knowledge I have, my gut instincts. I mean, I am. So uh, it's the same scenario. So we go to the doctor's office and then we just do what they say. We don't question, we don't ask, we just assume that they know best. And maybe 
they do, or maybe they did back in the day or at some time in the past. But I would not say that uh, that's what's going on today. And I think most of you in the listening audience would agree with that. So when I think back to when I was a child, the only thing I was aware of was a doctor's office, a hospital, or a quick care. Like, that's it. That's That was the reality of the existence of what was presented to me. And, you know, I do have a few memories. It's very interesting. I remember sitting around with my parents, my aunts, my uncles, and I remember hearing stories um, from my father about one of his sisters and how they spoke about uh, he was the oldest and then he had two siblings that were younger than him and two, uh, two sisters. And the youngest sister, when she was born in a baby, I guess she had a lot of issues with allergies. Now, I, I don't recall how that presented, if it was maybe rashes or you know, bronchial stuff or sneezing or watery eyes. I, I'm not sure. I, I don't recall in the story. But what I do recall is having to move, the, the discussion of them having to leave um, the East Coast. They were in Michigan and they had to come across and they moved to Arizona. They moved to a warmer climate. Why? Because when my aunt's mother, which would be my grandmother, took her to the physician, to the doctor, that's what he recommended, which was kind of shocking um, to hear that today. But So that was a little more mainstream and well thought out and normal. He spoke about warmer climate, drier climate. She needs to get to a more dry climate. Um, so they moved to Arizona, like they picked up the entire family, you know, changed schools, left friends, churches, communities to move for this young child. So that's pretty powerful. <laughs> if a physician suggests you move to a warmer climate, that's a, that's a big thing for a family to do when you think about that. It's costly, it's disruptive. So that was one thing that I, I, I did remember hearing a lot about, and that's how you know, my folks eventually made it over into California. The other thing that I have a, a really familiar memory of is when I was young, little, I remember if I got sick, we would go to the doctor. And the first thing they would do is they would take a culture, either swab the mouth, the throat, the tongue, the ear, you know, something, the eye, wherever the infection was, they would, they would swab it. And then they would like a kind of a, you know, cotton long looking wooden Q-tip thing. And they would you know, put it into um, a secure, you know, plastic or glass coating, and they would send it off to a lab. Yeah. And the lab would assess and evaluate. Was this a parasite? Was it a bacteria? Was it, you know, a fungal form? Was it a protozoa? Was it an amoeba? Well, you know, whatever it was, they would test it in a lab. And you had to wait three to seven days. So you were sick and not feeling well. And I remember going home and telling my mom I didn't feel good. And she'd say, well, we have to wait. We have to wait till the doctor calls. We have to wait. And sure enough, the office would call and say, okay, so we've determined that it's you know a bacteria and it's this. So we can give you, we now know what it is. So now we know what to give you as far as an antibiotic. So then they would fill a prescription, uh, call the pharmacy, or we, I think we had to go pick it up at the doctor's office and then we would go fill it. And it worked great. 
at that time. But those days are gone. I mean, they've been passing out antibiotics and quick cares and hospitals and, you know, like candy now. And what do we have? All these problems and issues with all these, quote, resistant strains to antibiotics. Well, yeah, sure. So those are just a couple of things that I recall and can remember from when I was a child. So moving forward into current day, uh, I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about energy medicine and healing technology. And slowly over the years, maybe over the past decade, I have definitely noticed it becoming much, much more common, much more mainstream. It's not so underground anymore or secretive or bizarre to people when they hear about uh, different types of technology that use frequency, that are frequency-based. So one of them, perhaps some of you are aware of, um, is, is something called a Healy device. It's a little device. You can program it. Um, it will put out a frequency. If you have migraine headaches, there's a, you can program it for migraine headaches. You can carry it in your pocket, put it on your body and you just walk around, you sleep with it. You wear it during the day. Um, I think another one that's pretty common is called the Zyto scanner. That's, I think a lot of people are now familiar with that. I, I heard about that quite some time ago. Um, so there's all types of these types of healing tech and scanners, but the point of why I'm bringing this up is that they all use frequency to do something to improve our health. Well, where did this all come from? It came from Tesla. And so that's the whole point of this conversation. So we're going to run to a quick break here in just a minute. And when we come back, I'm going to share some information about my introduction to some of this healing technology, uh, how I got introduced, uh, what we use uh, currently at, at the center, uh, my experience with it, my opinions about it. So we'll come back and jump into that um, after we take this quick break. So meet you back here in just a few minutes. We take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. AmericaOutloud.com, seven amazing years. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. 
It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution Cofix Rx. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix Rx nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. Welcome back, everybody, to Looking for Healing Radio. Nicola Burnett here. Over the years, I was very, very curious about healing tech. And when I say tech, I mean technology. And I, you know, I would run into this and I'd run into that and I'd get exposed to this or I'd see this at a health fair, or, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, I had a homeopathic physician and he always uh, used a device when I, when, this is going back quite a bit when I first moved to, to Las Vegas. Uh, I, I sought out this homeopathic physician and um, it was a device where you hold two metal rods in your hand and and it would uh, make these interesting sounds or I can't remember what it was called, but anyways, and then a report would spit out and basically it would just, you know, show these kind of like a graph and it would show a green bar, meaning in the organ system, like your spleen or your uh, nervous system or uh, your skin or your pancreas. And it would, you know, give different color zones and would say it's stressed or it's, you know, working subpar or it's in the green and it's working great. And it's very strong, you know, that kind of thing, just to kind of get an idea of the organs systems in the body that were maybe struggling at the time and week and which ones seem to be working just fine. But all the devices that I saw, I, I, it's hard for me to explain this. Uh, perhaps some of you will connect with this. Have you ever had a situation, I'm sure many of you have, and it could be with anything, where you know you're looking for something? Now, if somebody asks you what you're looking for, maybe you can't tell them. I, I, I'm not sure. I don't know how to describe it. I don't know what I'm telling or how to explain or how to tell you what I'm looking for. I just somehow intuitively, I just know I'm looking for something. And that seems to be go completely against those two statements that I just said, I'm looking for something, but I don't know what I'm looking for. However, I had an experience with healing technology. Maybe it was 16 years. I was looking, 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 looking not really knowing what I'm looking for, but when I would get turned on to something, I was like, yeah, that's not it. Yeah, that's not it. Yeah, that's that's kind of interesting, but yeah, that's not it. And then I had a very interesting experience where I just dropped to the floor 
I was like, wow, I didn't even know anything like this existed. And that's what I've been waiting for. Like my whole body lit up. It's like a, like a knowingness that happens on a much, much, much deeper, deeper level beyond your conscious ability to think. So I had an experience where I ended up going to a naturopathic convention. And the only reason I went to this naturopathic convention, because A, it sounded interesting, B, I needed to uh, collect CEUs, and uh, C, it was pretty inexpensive and it was pretty easy to get to. So those were my three criteria. I ended up going, I think it was uh, over three days. And again, the whole time I was just interested in getting my CEUs, and so I just went to every single lecture, every single one from, you know, the opening to the very, very end. So I sat for three days. It was very uncomfortable, but interesting at the same time. We got to this point where we took a break. I got up, I went to the bathroom. Now, please, I'm going to say it again. I was there for three days, the same layout, the same, you know, I knew where the bathroom was. I knew where the front door was. I knew where the parking was. I knew how to get in. I knew after the first day, you figure all that out. Well, I left as I had done many times the previous days and I went to the bathroom and I came back. And as I was coming back, I had this bizarre disorientation that completely took over my body and my mind. And it was like, I I knew where I was and I recognized some things, but I was completely disoriented insofar as getting back to the lecture hall. It was just a very strange thing. And while it was happening, I realized, I'm like, okay, this is my, this is spirit. These are my, you know, spirit guides. This is a higher divinity that's doing this. This is just something, you know, interesting going on and a little bit mystical here. I I just knew that from the way that it felt. And so I just thought, well, I got to get back there. I just got to turn right or turn left, start walking. I mean, eventually it'll come back to me and I'll recognize and I'll figure it out. Well, I turned a corner and just about body slammed a very small woman that was standing in an aisle. And I was actually in the vendor hall. You had to go through the vendor area to get you know, closer to where the lectures were. And she just looked at me and said, do you want to have a scan? And I just looked at her and I kind of looked around. I didn't want to be late for the talk. And I really didn't want to get caught up in sales pitches and all this kind of stuff. But something just said, eh, I've got five minutes. Okay. You know, what do you got? And so she sits me down in front of a device. She connects me to a computer. She starts, you know, hitting the buttons, if you will. And the next thing I know, um, a report shows up and she starts kind of scrolling through this data, this organized data. And I'm looking at this thing. Now, some of you might not know this, but if you listen to the first, my first podcast, one of the things I talk about is uh, being blessed with um, some interesting senses of um, intuition and uh, you know the gift of being able to do readings. And I, I worked as a medical intuitive um, life uh, coach or life healer for, for 17 years. So I, I have some, you know, interesting, uh, capacities. And so as I was sitting here receiving this data back, 
from this computer program, it was an experience as if I was sitting with me and I was doing a reading on me. And I used to say this over and over and over again. And clients used to ask me this, where do you go when you need support and help and information? Do you have somebody you go to that does readings? Do you have somebody that you you can go to that can communicate and get information in a similar way, the way you do. And I said, well, you know, that's interesting. I, I, I didn't at the time. However, um, it's easy for me to see into my own body, just the way that I can see into other people's bodies. So I'm really aware of what at the time was not working right, was not working well in my body, you know, infections that I had, things I'd been exposed to, you know, I was just very, very clear about those things. And so when this report results came up and I was looking at them, I was speechless, floored, and quickly became incapacitated. Uh, it was so such a moving emotional experience. It felt like, even though it was a computer, <laughs> it felt like for the first time, somebody was there for me instead of me always serving others in the capacity of um, assisting people with healing. So a, a lot of people who are out there who are in the industry of, of health and healing understand what I'm saying. We're always the ones giving, 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 putting out, answering the two o'clock in the morning call, uh, you know, dealing with emergencies, uh, you know, just just being that that ear, that that source, that support. And a lot of times, you know, perhaps it's not reciprocated. There's many reasons for that. Uh, maybe we just don't seek it out. Maybe we don't take the time for self care. Um, that was part of my situation. I just had a very very busy practice, and I did put myself first at this time, which was quite a long time ago. So I'm sitting there and it's literally, I feel like I'm sitting with some kind of a, a you know, a physician or a healer or a, a mystic or a shaman. And, and they're literally just reflecting back to me, all the things that I know are going on inside my body because I live in it um, that uh, nobody else would know. Uh, you know, things that I didn't share with anybody. And that was, um, it just hit me like a truck. I don't know what to say. I just became literally hysterical. (laughs) I just started crying and bawling. And it was just, it was, you know, it was kind of the thing that just broke the dam, if you will, and all the things that I had been welling up and holding and uh, withholding and, and trying to deal with quietly on my own. It just, it was all there. And it was just, I, I just kind of exploded. And this poor woman, she was terrified because I just literally became unconsolable and sobbing and hyperventilating. And um, it just needed to happen. It's just one of those moments in my life where all that stuff just needed to come out. And that's how it decided to come out. And she ran off and got her her boss or somebody else she works with. Uh, anyways, this gentleman comes over and he just swooped in and he obviously was a great healer and he was so kind and so compassionate and so grounded. And he just swooped in and, you know, dealt with the situation and dealt with that, you know, in in a very beautiful, grounded, loving way. And um, I think I sobbed unconsolable and uncontrollable for at least an hour. I just absolutely couldn't stop. I couldn't collect myself. And um, 
After that, we ended up exchanging numbers and he said, I'd love to talk to you. I'd like to understand more about what's going on. I mean, we sat, he sat and chatted with me for an hour. He said, I think I can help you. Anyways, a long story short, he, um, he did some work with me. I, I flew out to where this person was and in another state and, uh, he did some work with me and he used some of his uh, devices that that are radionics. I'll call them radionics devices. Radionics are um, devices that actually can gather data through um, using frequency. They can send frequencies in and, and receive frequencies back and kind of get a reading of frequencies. So uh, he shared some of his, his devices with me and... Um, it was just phenomenal. It was absolutely phenomenal. His devices had the ability to, you know, assess and evaluate. And then they had the ability to, um, once they collected data, return the restorative corrective healing frequencies back once it knew what the discordant imbalanced frequencies were in my body. And so after doing a couple of these um, sessions with him, it, it just absolutely was phenomenal and just changed my life and restored so many things. And I just knew that this is what I had been looking for. So it was a very exciting experience for me. And uh, fast forward, uh, I ended up um, opening a center and uh, all of the services and devices that we have in the center were all based on this primary premise of using frequency, just exactly what was Tesla's dream. It was his idea. It was his major research about testing, using frequency to evaluate and assess and, um, you know, diagnose and treat. And, you know, this was his concept. This is what he was interested in. So, all of these devices that I've mentioned, even like a Beamer, a Zyto scanner, uh, the Healy, little Healy device, all of these, all of this type of technology, all of it comes from Tesla. So including the devices that we ended up, I ended up collecting to use in our center. So we have many of them, uh, uh, we use them for many different things. Uh, they work very well. The data they collect are just ridiculously accurate. Um, and so it's really that the center ended up after I, I created and built the whole program out and put everything together. Um, it really ended up with a lot of devices, which are all based or have the foundation back in to uh, Tesla. So I'd like to stop for just a minute and um, honor Tesla for what he brought to the planet, uh, to humanity, um, to me personally in my life. And I have a little interesting story I'd like to share. Uh, it's a little bit personal just around Tesla uh, and myself that I'll get to in just a minute here. But I would just like to take a minute to honor um, Tesla for the amazing things that he brought to the table. And um, even though he is not with us today, uh, his healing tech or his concepts that he left with us and for us are really, I mean, as far as my lifetime are really um, 
exploding and blowing up and really becoming very mainstream and prominent, which I'm so grateful for. And I really think moving forward, this type of technology is going to take uh, front and center um, to the um, healing, uh, how should I say, systems that we have in place today. So coming back around, I'm going to go back to my little story right before we close here. So for those of you who are aware or not aware, maybe you tuned in in the middle of this, my name is Nicola. Interesting name. Not common. Definitely not common in the United States. And definitely not so common back in the 60s and 70s. So Nicola, as in Nikola Tesla, uh, is very interesting story how I ended up with this name. And this is what my mother told me. So um, I don't recall this, but uh, I was, you know, in the womb at the time. So when my mother became pregnant, she was told that she was pregnant with two twin boys, and they chose Nicholas and Christopher as the names. Fast forward, nine months goes by, I am born, I am not a boy, I am a female, I am a girl. And I am close to being just weighed in just under 10 pounds. And so my parents were very unprepared for this. <laughs> and this is not back in the time when you had ultrasounds and you could tell the sex of the baby. They used to judge those things by, you know, if you carried the baby high, if the baby dropped early, if you carried the baby low, the shape of the belly, all of these things. So this is back in the 60s. And so when I came out, it was a big surprise. And from what I understand, this is the, the short version of the story. You know, they looked at each other and kind of went, oh, crap, what do we do now? It's not a boy. It's a girl. Well, you know, what what was this? I don't know. Let's uh, let's take Nicholas and cut off the S. Yeah, that sounds good. Nicola. <laughs> and I'm not sure if that's exactly how it happened, but that's that's kind of the gist I was left with. So I, I find it interesting when I look at what I do today and just my life progression moving forward, where I started, where I ended up, where I am today, I am surrounded. I am in a practice that I have built and created. I am surrounded by all things Tesla, which is really neat and really great and very special. But there have been a couple of times where I have had um, readings um, from different folks uh, different places around the world. I had a reading from some woman in India, a reading from a woman in California, um, you know, different countries, different states. And all of these folks are not connected. They don't know each other. They have nothing to do with each other. And many a times I have been told that I have some kind of a connection to Tesla. Now, I don't know what that is. I just feel in my bones I have some kind of connection one psychic said, oh, yes, you're, you're in direct communication. He's sending you information. He's helping you with your center and what you're doing with people, et cetera. Somebody else said, oh, you might be a sister, a cousin of Tesla. I don't know. I, I can't assess that and I can't you know, confirm or, or deny any of that. I just know that there is some kind of a connection. So I don't think it's an accident that I stumbled into what it is that I do today. So just a little cute anecdotal story that I thought I would share. I thank you so much for spending the hour with me, and I do hope that you were feeling inspired, educated, and entertained. 
And I'd like to invite our listening audience to visit our website at www.backtobalancelv.com to find out more about what we do here at the Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. And for those of you who would like to find out more about the Looking for Healing podcast and to find our latest podcast, you can go to americaoutloud.com, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora Networks, and via America Out Loud phone apps downloaded from Apple, Android, and Alexa. And should you have any questions you'd like to submit, you can easily do that on americaoutloud.com on the Looking for Healing page. Well, join us next week where we're going to chat about and delve into the topic of how do we actually create healing? That is such a perplexing topic for people. And I will share with you that I'll share with you my understanding of that. And my understanding of that is to work with the universal laws and principles that govern the processes of the body. And that does involve a certain process, a certain order, and a certain timing to get the results of permanent healing that we're all looking for. So until then, blessings and abundance with your health and your life. This is Nicola Burnett, signing off from Looking for Healing Radio.